getting drinks. Cool. Yeah. Oh, recording. I can speak <laughs> now. Um, Man, that Titleist thing, it almost looks like one of those visors that has the hair attached to it that people wear. <laughs> I just got my hair cut. That's hilarious. I think I got to put mine on since Matt's wearing his. Yeah, white oh, visor. Oh, dude, guy. I wish I had one. <laughs> the visor look is a lot different when you have hair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, everybody ready to rock? Thumbs up. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tits. Starring the tits. Start the uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts you better wear a helmet now all right so welcome everybody back to the latest episode of the home edition to the podcast uh as always i'll be your host uh, the ted smith uh actually he's to the bottom of me today on the zoom call it's the name of cobb cobb what's up man hola amigos thank you for listening i hope your week is going well and uh actually that's about all i got honestly i'm thriving this week <laughs> All right, uh, getting everything set up and recording and rocking his visor. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Dead. <laughs> so I don't know if we talked about. Did we talk about the white visors last week? A little bit. Not I as far as I know. We've been talking about them on the Friday night Zoom. So like Matt's been rocking his. He's golfing. I'm just always like, yeah, I just feel like a college football coach when I wear mine. Yeah, yeah you need that and the rain slicker. <laughs> <laughs> that combo is killer. <laughs> yeah you really uh, do and then you had your friend that's a coach on that one night oh yeah alex i know he put yeah. on a blue one with like a with literally Cobb. what you're talking about my buddy alex is he's the coach at damatha so you put on the damatha visor and then like the lightweight pullover that's like short sleeve oh yeah that's perfect but then like after a while it was just him in there and i think finally he went yeah i feel like a jackass now i'm just dressed up like a coach <laughs> <laughs> Because at that point, there's like 15 people in the room. Nobody's really getting the joke. <laughs> Ted, were you and I at a Halloween party where someone was dressed as Pete Carroll? Was yeah. You and I with the silver hair. Whoever that girl was had the best costume I've seen in a long time. She was in the, like, in the character all night. Who was it? What were we doing? Uh, I remember who threw the party, and I'll leave their name out of it because I don't yeah. know who the friend is. But the thing is, is that, number one, is that her Pete Carroll costume was so on point. And Matt, she kept doing like, hands on the knees, like chewing the gum. Yeah. But also, two things were funny about that. Number one, Pete Carroll is actually a cute chick. So it's like, I know she's Pete Carroll, but she's still like, still kind of attracted to Pete Carroll. Yeah. And then number two is, I don't know what happened, but by the end of the night, when we were leaving to go to a bar, like Pete Carroll was having a sit, like a sit down by themselves in the kitchen, kind of going through something. And I was like, I'm going to leave Pete Carroll alone. Coach Carroll looks like he's working through something mentally. Well, dude, and I saw Pete Carroll hitting people with, like, early in the party, like, with, with legit, like, coaching slash pump-up speeches. Like, all right, everybody on the couch, listen up. Heads in, heads in, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's really Coach, good. Coach, not that I've ever done this, but Coach Carroll may have arced a little early in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the star that burned too bright, huh? <laughs> I mean, look, I've seen it a million times, especially at a Halloween party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that was the same night that uh, we ended up at a bar and it was packed. And then at a certain point, I dipped out. And I want to say there was a massive fight on Lower Queen Anne that night. Oh, what? Because I think you called me and were like, dude, you just missed this crazy brawl on the street. Oh, man. I, you know what's funny? I don't even remember. I don't even remember what party we were at or where. I just remember a great Pete Carroll costume. Oh, you know what? I think I just remembered who it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, damn, Cobb, we have been to a lot of Halloween. I mean, we go to the same Halloween party every year, but like we've been to a few parties and then you throw in festivals and like we've worn a lot of costumes. Yeah. Events where people are in costume. We, I mean, almost unparalleled. Like as far as I don't think I've been to more costume parties with any other friend. You and I have worn a lot of, a lot of different hats, let's say. <laughs> a lot of different visors. There we go. A lot of different visors. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Matt, you're still down in Palm Springs? Sure am. Loving right. it. Excellent. Yeah, so I guess we should give people an update on the chop. Uh, 
I mean, I don't know. Seems like it's fizzling out. There was uh, another shooting up there, which obviously isn't good. Uh, someone ended up dead. And then I saw this morning the city was moving some of the barricades, but then some of the people moved stuff back. They said trying to protect the, uh, the Black Lives Matter written on the street. So I don't know. I will say this. The neighborhood has been a lot more quiet, which sounds weird. Like that's everything that bad happens up there happens at like two in the morning. But just overall, like the streets have been super quiet. Yeah, last week, um, I heard somebody just popping off rounds outside my apartment, and apparently somebody was shot um, a half a block up and across the street from my place, so right there. And, you know, just, I don't know if you've heard it enough, like there's just such a distinction between gunfire and fireworks, and there's been a lot of fireworks going up. As soon as I heard that, I turned off my lights, looked out, and kind of watched the aftermath. I couldn't see the person who got hit, but I saw everybody running. And uh, now I'm down in uh, uh, just outside of Salt Lake City in Park City, Utah. And uh, so what I heard today through the grapevine was that SPD went in hard this morning. And uh, on on Friday, they had tried to go in hard. Uh, Ted, you know that news helicopter that's been circling over our houses? I heard yeah. them. Yeah, I heard the that at 6 a.m. So I was like, I got nothing going on. I have the day off. I'm going to walk over and see what's going on. So I rolled over there and they had the city had probably... 12 uh yeah probably 12 municipal transport vehicles i don't know what's their like um uh it's not the washington highway but i don't know whoever does all the municipal road work and stuff for the city so they had like 12 vehicles lined up ready to go and about four suvs full of cops but you know it became pretty confrontational and i think they just decided to bail on it so what i had heard is that they went in again this morning and i don't know really what happened after that yeah, I didn't see too much about the cops going in this morning. I definitely saw that they moved a bunch of the barriers out, which, again, for the record, the city had put the barriers in there and tried to make the one-way traffic. I mean, that, that whole thing up there is so confusing. Because now it's like, yeah. we got to get them out. And it's like, well, you guys put them in. Uh, so they moved a bunch of them out. But honestly, it seems like the, the people left up there are very, the very small, small group. And the neighborhood is over it. I'll say that. I feel like I've heard a lot from my neighbors and seen a lot of things online where people are just like, look, at this point, it's distracting from the Black Lives Matter agenda. There's a ton of crime. There's been a couple rapes, a couple businesses broken into. They're like, you know, you're giving the conservative uh, right all the evidence they need that you can't reduce the police force. And so it's it's pretty... Uh, What's that word? It's like counter, um, not counterproductive, but like, I don't know, counter to your goal. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I've been telling people too, is like, uh, like I'm with you. Number one, I think the neighborhood's kind of over it. And then number two is, is that like, look, I stand by the statements I made early on. Like it was chill and stuff. But after like two weeks, it seemed like it just, like, this was before any of the shootings. Like it seemed like the message was getting lost, period. Oh, yeah. And the energy changed, too. It's like, a, you know, it's a little more unsettling to walk through that park now. It feels more dangerous. Yeah. Seems like a long time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I will say this. Everything the last three months just takes forever. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> Here's the thing, Ted. We made it to summer officially. I know the weather's about to turn good in Seattle. I'm about to be back up there. We're about to hit 4th of July. We're not even eating hot dogs out of your office this year, so... You know, things are looking up, man. I'm going to be actually in somebody's backyard, and they're going to be grilling food. I am. Oh, <laughs> that's huge. I'm beyond excited. It's like eight people, and it's like he's like uh, he's been stuck in because he's been working at home. So he redid his whole backyard with like what do you call those decks? It looks like wood, but it's like plastic or something. Treks. Treks. So he put in a new one of those and like a fire pit. I was like, man, count me in. Yeah, those things are legit. Plus, honestly, outside of going over to Mike Hawk's house one day in Issaquah, like, I'm like, I, I got to get the hell out of the city, even if it's just, I mean, it's close because it's just renting, but I'm just like, I, I got to go do something. And yeah, it's just, nice to have like a Saturday afternoon goal that's not, not just a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, and that's not just like, go to the store, pick up groceries, get a new mask, get some hand sanitizer. Maybe, I wonder if people listening to this have felt like we're just crazy being that quarantined. And now, you know, in other states, they're starting to see that spike. And maybe we don't look as insane. I don't know. Or maybe we look worse. Yeah, I mean, look, Texas, Texas and Florida look pretty bad right now. And they were like, hey, we're open. No rules. Like, 
And now they're like rolling back phases. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, so we drove down here from Seattle down to Utah and in Utah in Ogden, nobody was wearing a mask. I went to the gas station. They definitely thought I was out of my mind. And I looked the part of like, you know, yuppie Seattle douchebag probably. But the thing is like their cases are spiking too. And they're, you know, like masks are still frowned upon. So that's what I mean. It's become a quasi political, like a politicized like article of clothing. I mean, I've seen like, yeah, a few people post about, you know, the various sides of the issue, I guess I should say. I just think the wearing of the mask, first of all, like, again, there was a lot of things when this all started, right? Like, I don't know how they came up with six feet, but that's what we're doing, right? I don't know how you came up with groups of this much or less. And the mask thing, like, I get it at first. They say, you don't have to. And like, at this point, like, just wear the mask. I mean, if that's the biggest inconvenience and that is something taken away from your quote-unquote rights and freedom, like, you're living a damn good life. Dad, you know? I disagree, man. Six feet, six, six, six. That's the devil's number, man. That's conspiracy right there. No, dude, I'm with you. The science at this point, I would say, is undeniable. But at the minimum, at the absolute minimum, just wearing it in case you have it and you don't want to transfer it to someone else. I mean, because there are, shockingly, there are a lot of people who are not on board with the masks because they feel like it's the government muzzling them, telling them what to do, et cetera, et cetera. But think about it just as an act of courtesy. And so many people are like, I don't care if I get the corona. It's like, hey, listen, dick, it's not you we're worried about. It's your 81-year-old neighbor who's going to touch the door handle after you. You know? And here's the thing. You think about, I think about how inconvenienced people have been over time, i.e. Russia, former Soviet Union, bring in all your gold and give it to us to contribute to the war effort. You know, or all the Japanese in the U.S. they don't like to talk about being like basically moved out of cities on the West Coast and locked up, and they suffered. And many of them are still here and still Americans. And so it's like to put a piece of cloth over your face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I think they were technically like relocation camps or something. That's some weird euphemism. Somebody listening to this will know, but they weren't. It like wasn't internment, or no, maybe internment is the one they use it because it wasn't a detention camp. I don't know. Either way, it's just like, man, like what a minor inconvenience. If they're completely wrong, how much were you even inconvenienced? And if they're right and you didn't wear one, you look like a real prick. Right. That's my issue too. It's like, all right, so worst case scenario is every, everybody that doesn't like them gets to make fun of me and people like, and like, see, I told you like, okay. But I, 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 for the life of me, I'm still like, what is the big freaking deal? I mean, especially when you have all the protests going on that are talking about real issues in the country and stuff, and we're, we're arguing about masks. I mean, have you seen what's going on out in Yakima County? I mean, they have... Yeah. Yeah. It's just Well, like, and all of a sudden, I mean, we're guilty of this, like, you know, talking about things we don't know that much about. But I mean, that is kind of the podcast. But that, that being said, like, you know, all of a sudden, everybody who's ever who has a Facebook account, has a medical degree now. And they're like, masks don't work, this and that. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm pretty sure the guy with three PhDs uh, from Johns Hopkins knows what the fuck he's talking about. Sorry, Matt's going to have to bleep that. It's all good, dudes. What were you saying, Ted? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've been wearing ours for a while. Like, to me, it's just pretty simple. I, I, it just seems like such a simple thing. And like, look, I get it. If you're out for a run, you're not going to wear it. But like, yeah. when you go inside somewhere, just throw it on. Yeah, I just keep it on me. And then I don't, yeah, most of the time I don't even wear it unless I'm walking close to someone on the sidewalk or I'm going into a store or someplace, you know, that's tight. I mean, yeah, and like stuff is still weird, right? Like I've been to a couple restaurants that are spaced out uh, and I'm like, cool, it's, it's 25 to 50%, blah, blah, blah. But also like I'm still weirded out. Somebody invited me to like a big party at like a, at like the beach. And I was like, I know that I want to go hang out with like 30 people that I have, Otherwise, would have no contact with. And they're drinking. Well, yeah, it's a beach party. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is I feel like even when we went, like, I haven't high-fived anybody. I haven't hugged anybody. And Ted, when we went for a drink, we were like, oh, man, come on. Like, let's get that high-five in. Fuck it. You know? Sorry, Matt. That's two. Dude, I, sh- I shook uh, two strangers' hands the other day after golf. We made friends. We got linked up. It's like a tradition, and we just went for it. I knew the bathroom with sanitizing, and I ended up having to go pee and wash my hands anyways. But like, I knew like oh, wow. I'm going, I'm going right to a a sink 
and with soap and sanitizer right there. They were cool guys, um, locals, and we just had a great day. So I was like, Oh, they were cool? Then I yeah. probably didn't have it. Here's the, here's the thing, though, man. Here's, here's why it's so pernicious is even when you went, you probably touched your genitals, then went and washed your hands, which means like it was still on there, and that's an orifice through which a virus could also come, you know? Pernicious, man. Right. But, I mean, I will say this. Like, I don't know. Me and you saw each other. We shook hands or whatever. But also, like – Hell, yeah. So, like, right, like, <laughs> like slam ball, like, you didn't shake those dudes' hands, but your hands are still touching the same, same ball that it gets in, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing they say, like, you know, that surfaces don't transfer it very well, but you're still getting some of that. And, like, we're still breathing near each other. But, yeah, and yeah. Ted, that's why I was saying hell yeah. It's like, you and I shouldn't have shake, shook hands, but because alcohol was involved, we were, like, four drinks deep, and we are like, you know what, man? Let's get that high five in, baby. Like, like old times, like 2019. And we did, dude. It was like – it was like that one, you know, um, dude, I don't even know what the movie is. It's like some military movie. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, that other guy. And they're like, ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, use that, I use that one all the time, that meme. What is that? What's that from? It's got to be from Predator, right? Yeah, probably. The, the original Predator. Because I think the, because uh, it's, uh, oh, what is his? I can't remember the actor's name. He's also Apollo Creed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's basically like an arm wrestling start type like high five and they just grip each other's hand and like ah <laughs> it's just funny that like like you were describing like i felt like such a rebel shaking someone's hand after 18 holes of golf like arguably one of the more like stuffy kind of distinguished like things that you do in sport like, oh, we're out of the golf course. We just finished. We shake hands. And, like, it's this big polite gesture that I've always been around. And and I've never felt like more of a rebel just, like, shaking some dude's hand after a round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had somebody try to hug you yet and you're just kind of, like, standing there? That's awkward. No. Yeah. Somebody, like, kind of, like, went in for, like, a half hug and I just kind of was standing there. And then it's, like, that off like, now it's even more awkward. Do I say to them, like, we're not really hugging? Trust me, it wasn't, it wasn't a friend of ours. Ted, you're a hugger. I, trust, bro, trust me, I know. When this stuff was first starting out, um, I was hanging out with my buddy, and, like, we were hanging out, playing Uno, smoking weed. It was, it was like, before we realized how serious it was, and every, it was just, like, I think we were about to go into the lockdown or whatever, and it wasn't. We weren't taking it super seriously, but, like, we had played Uno and smoked weed together out of the same pipe. And then at the end, I went to give him a hug, and he was, like, went in for the elbow bump. (laughs) (laughs) Pick a lane, bro. Pick a lane. Wow. Yeah, I read read an article today, too, that was – it's disappointing, but I think also it's good for people to hear. It was just talking about, like, the mental aspect of COVID. So it was just saying, like, you have, like, the initial month of, like, kind of shock or whatever, and then there's, like, the honeymoon period. And, again, I'm paraphrasing, which was kind of the second month where it's like, you know what? The hell with this. Like, we're all in this together. We're going to figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And then even without the protest and unrest going on, you just reach a point where, like, we've talked about it. People are just mentally taxed. YOLO season. Well, it's not that. It's just more people are kind of like I just did to you. People are quicker to attack somebody. It's not that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just proved the point. Yeah, so it was saying, like, this is the tough part. Like, try to stay mentally strong. <laughs> it is. It's tough to stay mentally strong, too, when you see people blatantly disobeying it and having fun. You know, I've seen guys playing pickup basketball and stuff, and I'm like, that looks fun to me, too. But I'm just like, you know, you got to do your part. And But it's tough. It's a tough balance. Also with like, you know, economic concerns for people, it's tough. Do they open their, you know, restaurant or do they not? You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insanity. And then, of course, like we were talking about, you, we literally have July 4th this weekend. <laughs> oh, I know. So, I mean, I'm specifically going to a place that's 10 and under and we'll, we'll be outside. I mean, I'll go inside to use the bathroom. But, Matt, I have a feeling I know what you're going to be doing since you had invited me. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be fun. I'll be back in the city, or I'll be back up in Seattle uh, on the lake for the fourth. So looking forward to it. That's huge. Yeah, and it should be decent by the weekend, like mid-70s. Oh, great. It's been 100 every day for the last month for me. Oh, you and your, you and Tyler are going to need like sweatpants. You're going to be freezing. You're going to need a hoodie and sweatpants. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now those lake jumps are going to make – like they're going to be so much more impressive now. Re-enter the Wim Hof method. It would be yeah, funny if, like, lake jumps. if it feels worse in July than it did in April. <laughs> it might. <laughs> it's all contrast. I've very, I've gotten very acclimated to the desert life. So yeah, we'll find out soon. Does the visor come north, or is that just a <laughs> dude? It's very Palm Springs to be wearing a white Titleist golf visor, and I wear it everywhere. Like I bought it to golf, and and then I was just like, you know what? I'm wearing. I wear it every time I coach clients online. Uh, every time I go to the store. And it's just become a part of me. So, yeah, I do think it's coming up north. Nice. This is me now. Yeah. Like it's who I am. <laughs> well, don't worry. When I finally make it over to the lake, I'll bring my visor. Perfect. All right, Ted. Ted, you know how, um, how <laughs> women will get, like, extensions? Yeah. Wouldn't it be a crazy fad if – so, like, I remember at one point Matt was saying he had, like, tried Rogaine or something like that. Wouldn't it be a well, crazy fad – if if men started wearing the visors and it just had like a couple hairs in it, like around the edge of the visor, just to like make it like a little fuller, like not a full on head of hair, but just like add it adds just a little bit of thickness. I could yeah, I could wear it down here then. Go super uh, low with it, cover up the receding hairline. That'd be hilarious. And I used to have one of those terrible visors with the fake hair on it. <laughs> I love those things, man. I think oh, I bought it great. years ago for like meltdown and like by the time the third person was like, what are you like a 40 year old dude, which I now am. I'm like, Oh, I guess I don't want to be that guy. Now I'm like, I'm just going to wear it and be like, yeah, I got three kids. Dude, Ted, you're, Ted, let me say this, man. This is something I love about you. You're a sucker for a great novelty hat, that giant. So I don't know if you have oh, seen yeah. them, but the foam giant, like 10 gallon cowboy hats that are super over the top. Ted rocked one of those at Burning Man and people were loving it. Just eating it up. They thought he was from Texas. It was great. I still, yeah, I know. I'm, well, I think it's <laughs> about being around all the foreigners because they're just like, one for two. <laughs> great hats. Texas Ted. <laughs> big Texas Ted. Yeah, that's right. It was like, we always say big and then you pause like big Texas Ted. <laughs> well, I had the giant hat, then I had the real cowboy hat, and then one morning I came out wearing an American flag bathing suit, and the one of the uh, Dutch dudes was just like, like, do they just give you that with the hat? And I go, yeah, it came with a gun, too. I mean, it's American. <laughs> and he, like, looked at me and was like, dude, I am just, I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> like, I bought it at Walmart. <laughs> God, that makes me think of this joke, like, Okay, I want to say this. This is I need to disclose. This is not my feelings, but this joke I heard from uh, one of the PAs on this thing we were working on. Um, he was born in Montana, and we were kind of talking about Montana, and he was like, you guys don't understand. When you're born in Montana, as you come out of the womb, you get a handgun and the deed to a trailer. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right, as long as we're talking about 4th of July, let's lighten it up. Let's talk about food. Now to me, 4th of July, like you, you have a cookout or whatever. It feels pretty natural though, to have like the standard, like burgers, dogs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think you go more exotic? Do you throw in the steaks and salmon like usual? Do you slow cook meat? I mean, I don't know. To me, I'm just like 4th of July, you got to have a burger and, a, and just a plain ass hot dog. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were talking about like this year or in general, how I do it. I have one. I have one quick point of clarification. All right. So for people who don't know, you grew up in the blackest, literally the blackest county in America. When you say cookout, is that the same as a barbecue or are there technical differences? Technical differences. So a cookout means we're going to grill some food up. It's going to be hot and fast. Techn to me, technically, barbecue has got to be low and slow and will be done over, you know, eight to 12 hour period. Okay. So a cookout, you're talking like burgers, dogs watermelon like uh, potato salad 
Yeah, I mean, you could write, like, to me, I, and trust me, you know me, I'm very particular about it. I don't know that I have to be, but to me, That's like, why you're the guy to ask. Right, like, to me, a cookout, it's like, we're grilling. When people say, I'm going to invite you over for barbecue, I'm like, I didn't even know you smoked meat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like it. See, man, that's, in some weird categories, you just are the go-to guy. Like, I never would have thought of that, but you're totally right. Um, <laughs> as far as foods, man. <laughs> The 4th of July is one of the few days a year that I look forward to a hot dog, to be honest with you. I go classics all day. I mean, I'll drink light beer, eat Doritos, burger, dogs, and, like, I do all the 4th of July activities. I love that holiday. The park behind my parents' house, they have lawn games all day. So it's like, you know, the whole neighborhood comes together for, like, egg tosses, three-legged race, kids doing a parade on their bikes. I mean, it is Americana. And, frankly, I eat it up. I love it. So that's my move. Classic potato salad. American holiday. I don't deviate. Dude, egg tosses are so fun. I totally yeah. forgot about that. At first egg I thought toss, about the water balloon toss, three legged race. Yeah, tossing the, the egg. What a fun game. I gotta bring that back. That is a good game. And as you said that, I just like I remember just like it was real serious when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Adults saying. get involved, man. It's still serious up there. <laughs> they have a trophy, Ted. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm telling you, there's like 200 people at this thing. And there's like lines. Like, there's like probably 70 teams playing. Like, it gets real in the park. <laughs> when I was a kid, my brother Chris, right, uh, he went to like, we all went to the same grade school, but he was a little bit older. So there was this family, the O'Donnells, right? And I can't remember if he went to school with Julie or Kelly. Either way. And like, Kelly married like Craig Brogan, who's like a second cousin of mine. But the O'Donnells had this house in Beltsville, had an in-ground pool, which was fancy. And then their street was a little quieter. So the dad was a fireman for years and stuff. So they would always have a party like the weekend before 4th of July. You'd have a little parade with like fire trucks and stuff. But when I first started going, I was like, you know, still in like high school and stuff. So I was a teenager. But as soon as you turned 18, you could join the, the greatest club of the whole parade, which is just guys smoking cigars. And it was all, oh, like, yeah. just all the random dudes that were there. Like, the day, like, they would just walk down the street in the parade smoking cigars. Remember, like, the first year I got in, I might have only been 17. I was like, nice. A guy smoking a cigar now. That's a Man. confident walk behind a fire truck with a cigar. <laughs> I remember smoking cigars at 18 thinking I looked, like, so cool. And I bet if I could see a picture of myself at that, like, what a silly thing. Like, you're a kid smoking a cigar, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It feels so good, but if I could see a picture, I don't know how impressed I'd be with my 18-year-old self. Dude, not only that, I remember, like, being, like, we were smoking, like, basically cigars you generally would put weed in, like Phillies and Swishers. <laughs> just like, Swisher sweets. These things are amazing. <laughs> what your lips do? Golden Mild? Like, hey. This thing's incredible. <laughs> the flavor, man. The flavor. This thing's got to be from Cuba. <laughs> now you got me fired up because you brought up watermelon. Like, yeah, watermelon's classic. Uh -huh. I'm thinking about making either a, a cold broccoli salad, which sounds healthy. It's not. It involves craisins, some bacon bits, broccoli, uh, or an orzo salad. Orzo. It's like a – it's like a – I think it's an Italian or Spanish, like – it yeah, looks a little like grain. those right, little white the, grains. Yeah, so it looks like rice, but I think technically it's a grain. Yeah, yeah, I think those are legit. Honestly, I'm a I'm a like three layer Jello, like red, white, and blue guy. <sighs> yeah, that's my salad of choice. Well, I was thinking about making a spinach dip, and then I was like, we're gonna be sitting outside the whole day. Is that time for a spinach dip in a bread bowl? I I don't know. <laughs> Ted, has it ever failed you in the past? It has not. <laughs> also, man, I got to tell you on a quick side note, cast aside as friends, that that mutual friend of ours who has that great birthday party where we were hanging out outside at her house, her yeah. birthday just happened, and I was so sad that that party wasn't on. Yeah, it did. That was the first, like, canceled event of summer that hit me. It hit me <laughs> deep. Her, yeah, that birthday party is arguably one of the best events of the summer. I mean, as far as just, like, outside of festivals, it was always that, and big hearts and backpacks. It's like the kickoff, man. And, like, that made me realize how much it's going to hurt as, like, main summer staples roll by that we can't participate in. 
That's where we learned the term athleisure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, I want to say I, I brought over last year, we were drinking the uh, Rainier Cherries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are pretty good. Honestly, we were thriving last year. That was great. Yeah. Great party. Great uh, Matt, what about you guys? What are you doing over there? At the 4th? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, I'm just going to be there in time, take it in, see what happens. Um, we're getting a golf simulator put in the garage, and if that's there, that's probably going to be my whole day. Nice, Mitch. No kidding. Yeah. Are you, uh, you going to buy a – like I, I remember for years the picture on your Twitter or whatever was like you with an arsenal of fireworks. Is that, is that coming back or – Oh, no, that was the one year my parents were not home for the 4th of July. Oh, <laughs> like, my bad. My bad. We can edit this out. Oh, they don't listen. My dad was on the podcast and didn't listen back to it. I remember being like, you want to listen back while I edit? He's like, no, I don't care. I'm going and watching TV. Like, <laughs> I think we're clear. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that was my big thing. I was like, oh, man, like burgers, dogs, like classic. And then I realized I had that new grill. The first week I had it, I grilled a burger. And I'm like, look, I've had a burger in like a month now. What's your favorite? I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of Fourth of July foods. But, like, what's the one that makes it for you where you're like, okay, we out here? Dude, I'm with you. I think it just has to be a hot dog. Regular That's hot what I'm dog. saying, man. Just a Regular. dirty dog. Yeah. Not a sausage or a whatever the other ones are called. Yeah, not a brat, not a sausage, right? Yeah. And almost every other time I'd go, let's cook brats and sausages and the good stuff. But right, 4th of July is like, you yeah. just got to have dogs. I w- yep, just you talk to me about that ballpark. Don't bring that bar-ass nonsense in here. Do you guys People put who know will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what, Matt? Do you put cheese on the dog? <laughs> Sorry, man, but you're right. I don't know how you can judge hot dogs with the bar-ass hot dogs. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm so happy that hit. I saw your face. And I was like, I can't tell if he knows or he thinks I'm crazy right now. But yes, dude, the bar s hot dogs are just the lowest tier. I can't bring myself to get on that. If you go to the city, yeah. it's like basically what they sell at the corner store. By the way, my corner store is so good. Taco stand and everything. They have ballparks in there. And I was like, nice. Because those bar s, there's been too many a bad weekend where you're just like, oh. Like a hot dog should taste cheap. But it shouldn't taste literally just like liquid fat and grease. Dude, and look, anybody, if you're out there and you're listening and you eat Bar S hot dogs, reach out to me. I will Venmo you $2 to upgrade you to ballpark dogs. That's a commitment. I go fancy, man. Ballpark, all beef. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, you're living the life of luxury. I'm just, yeah, when it gets to Bar S, man, that's tough times. Sorry, Matt. What were you saying? <laughs> That's just a great reference point. I'm so happy that I hit. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a bar S. You probably haven't. Like they disappoint every time. <laughs> but you're saying it's like it's throughout the Northwest or just in Seattle? Matt, Matt, look, you grew up in a mansion on a lake. You haven't had them. Okay, I didn't grow up me. there, but point taken. <laughs> There's no chance Mitch had those in the house growing up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. I didn't eat those growing up either. It's only when you live alone in a city that you're like, you know what? F*** it, man. I want some hot dogs. And then you bite into one and you go, nope, nope. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. Yes. <laughs> Damn, that's so much fun. Uh, by the way, if you're like me and you're bringing a side dish, just a shout out, uh, BuzzFeed had a great, uh, like, one of those lists that just like, hey, trying to make something easy for Fourth of July as a side dish or a Jello-based dessert. Here's twenty-five of them. Ooh, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, what did I have on here? Oh, I almost forgot. Cobb, is there any public apologies or acknowledgments you would like to make on this episode of the <laughs> oh, podcast? Jesus, <laughs> dude. You know, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this. But, Ted, now that you mention it, yes, there is. For people who don't closely follow the MMA world or my personal life, I've made some comments in the past that I'd like to take back. It was against a certain individual who, well, frankly, he's a professional at throwing hands. Um, So, our man, I can't even say our boy. My personal sworn enemy, Julian 
Juicy J. Arosa made it into the UFC and won with a really sick, uh, sick tap. Um, was that in the first round, Ted, do you know? No, it was in the – so a little backup. He got called up for that fight on a Wednesday. The fight was Saturday night. He gets – look, Julian, not saying anything bad about you, but he kind of got, like, touched up the first two rounds. And then halfway through the third round, he submitted that dude. That's you. And was that fight in Florida? I know that's where they've been doing a lot of them now. No, I think that one was in Vegas. They've been doing it in a warehouse in Vegas. And then the next main, like, pay-per-view is going to be on Fight Island, I believe. Okay, because I was going to – oh, Fight Island is happening? Wait, hold on. i got to finish the Ju- Juicy J thing. So, anyway, you know, I've been talking s- some limited, possibly not limited smack about the guy. But, honestly, I'm pumped. It's so sick to see uh, a Northwest guy get into the UFC. I believe he had gone up for one fight way earlier in his career and then got knocked back down. So it's really cool to see, like, that persistence take off. It's insane to take a fight on a Wednesday that's happening on Saturday against some guy you don't know. So, you know, he grabbed the opportunity. He took control of it. A lot of guys during COVID are probably sleeping on their training. He made weight. He came in. He got the job done. That's sick, man. You know, any anything – look, you can still be mad at me, but anything I had against you in the past is quashed. I'm a, I'm a Ju- Juicy J fan now. From here on out, he can officially beat the shit out of me or anybody I know. Um, and so now I'm watching my back. He's a paid man. He's a made man. UFC. Pretty cool. Right. So our boy Drew Brokenshire, like him and Juicy J used to have battles. So that was like where part of it came from. Not that we had a big beef with Julian. But Julian was on a, a season of The Ultimate Fighter. And then he had, I want to say, I think he was two out of three on his fights in the UFC, but they just didn't keep him. So, right, he was out of Yakima MMA with uh, RIP, our buddy Rich uh, Julian, or Julian, yeah, Rich. They used to run that, that uh, passed away last year. That was the other thing. It was kind of crazy, kind of crazy to see the first fight I've seen Julian fight. His last fight was at Cage Ford as we had a, uh, we were doing a thing for Rich. Uh, and it just, it's just wild to see him in there. And I, and I hope you guys, Matt, I'm sure you were watching it. You're the same way I am. To see somebody Number one that we've talked about, but number two, we've watched fight in like local promotions at Cage Sport. Just, I mean, I was in here going, you know, just freaking nuts. Yeah, yeah, I was super stoked. Much like Cobb, although I didn't, I don't have him as a sworn enemy. You know, I've I've been able to sit back during some of those heated, one-sided <laughs> words. Uh, but uh, yeah, to have seen him at that last fight at EQC. Um, that's what I heard you were there. Yeah, yeah. Nolan and I went out to that, and then you know, just the history. Like he's never been on our podcast. I've never met the guy, Cobb. I don't think you have either, right? Damn it, Juicy. I'm sorry. I'm man enough to say when I was wrong. You're a great athlete. You deserve everything you get. No, I've never met him in person, and at this point, I hope not to. He's a nice dude. He's a. I know. <laughs> But, dude, he throws hands for a living, man. And what have I been doing? I've been running my mouth like a clown for three years. Not only does he throw hands, but, I mean, that dude was, was – t- I'm serious, touching him up. I don't want to say he was getting his ass beat, but he ate some big punches. And then to come back and win, and the other guy was undefeated, it was like, holy cow. Wow, the other guy was undefeated? Yeah. Like dude, Chucky. so that I like even more because it sounds like they brought Juicy J in as a stepping stone, and he just said, nope, I'm ready to be here, which is really oh, 100%. Cool. Yeah, Juicy J. I love that. And trust me, nobody was happy he won that fight except people from Cage Sport and Yakima MMA. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, Let's get to some emails. All right. I'll pull them up. Just so you guys know, I can't see you while we're doing the emails. So any of your hand signs are worthless. Long overdue. (laughs) Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. land. I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning and always enjoy listening to the advice, perspectives, and stories from each one of you guys. I have to tell you guys that I was greatly affected by the year of the hustle. So was I, bro. Uh, While listening to those episodes, my wife and I started a conversation about moving from Seattle to Colorado as she had never lived outside of Western Washington. She was much more enthusiastic about the move and I was a little apprehensive on my end. I'd be moving away from all my family and friends and would have to make all new friends somewhere else. All in all, constantly listening to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. 
It kept me motivated and positive about the change. Listening to you guys talk about how you were all grinding away on your individual careers inspired me to grind away as well. Since being in Colorado, it has been incredibly, uh, it has been incredibly beneficial to both of our careers and life overall. We're both making way more than we were in Washington and bought our first home on four and a half acres. Keep the podcast going and thank you for the laughs and inspiration. Colorado Jake. Wow. Nice. Woo. That's awesome. I like Those are the ones I love. If your name's Jake and you listen to the, the podcast, you've got to live somewhere besides Seattle, either Miami or Colorado. And Choice put that place in front of your name. Right. <laughs> Dude, I like those – are, those are my favorite emails, man. People have just been like ride or die since the beginning. We've like barely or never heard from. It's cool, man. I forget that things like the, the Year of the Hustle, like, you know, helped people out. I know it helped me and Matt and Ted, but – yeah. That's just dope. I don't know. It, I, it makes me always feel more connected, you know? It's cool. It, it seems like such that. a distant memory. Did we have a theme for 2020 established? Oh, survive. <laughs> now it's survive. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I am not sure. I'd have to actually go look at my notes at work, but I don't know. I mean, That's I'm, what I'm saying, like, if we did, it feels like that was forever ago, and I can't remember. Oh, God. A lifetime ago, boys. Yeah, it's insanity. Ted, you'll like this one. Wanted to say how much I've been appreciating you guys talking about your love for the deluxe on Cap Hill. I grew up knowing the family that own it, and my parents are still their neighbors. They're awesome people with a lot of love for Seattle. Uh, to say they've been struggling to keep the doors open is an understatement, like most of the restaurants and bars, so I know any shout-out is very much appreciated. Thanks again for doing what you do. Much love, Chris and Ballard. Yeah, and Chris, I'll tell you, man, last time I was talking about the wings, uh, the BLTA, 100% in for it. Love a well, good BLTA. Yeah, and also, last podcast, Ted and I were saying, if there's a place in your neighborhood that you love, go there, because they might go out of business if you don't. And uh, sure enough, Ted, do you want to say it or should I? Just go ahead, man. Ted's, uh, well, Ted's current go-to spot since he moved to the Hill, Bill's on Broadway, Bill's off Broadway. Bill's off Broadway. Bill's off Broadway decided they were going to shut their doors. They couldn't make it work anymore. Um, You know, that's a place Ted loved. He grabbed some to-go drinks from there. I mean, he was doing everything he could. So realistically, man, they're calling it a restaurant apocalypse. And that is not an overstatement. I mean, I have personally talked to at least five restaurant owners who are on the verge of closing, if not closing their doors. So if there's a place in your neighborhood or another neighborhood that's special to you, get out there and support a man. For me, that's the deluxe on Capitol Hill. That place is awesome. They bring it with the food and burgers. Get over there if you can. But, you know, whatever is important to you, they could use your help. Yeah, that's what I was saying, man. If you're down in the Pioneer Square area, go to Sluggers or King Street or – yeah, I mean, but it's the truth, man. If you have a place you like, again, even if you're not a drinker, just get some to-go food, give them a tip. Just at this point, you know, it's tough, right? Because there's so much social stuff going on. But at this point, too, like we're still in an economic <laughs> bad spot. So go support your local places, man. They need the help. And they're struggling. Ted, these are their life. Like everything they put in, you know what I mean, as adults has been building these places. Ted, when I get back, are you down to go grab a drink at Slugs? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know this. Yeah, baby. <laughs> cool. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> greetings, gentlemen, and occasional lady. None of my business, uh, but why not formally introduce Matt's special friend who's been sitting in on the cast since they fled to Palm Springs? Matt? Well, she's outside right now, so that's not happening now. This is good. Get to know Tyler, listen to our podcast, Gone Viral. Yeah, because even as uh, Cobb and I sit here as Matt's friends, I'm not sure, like, what their status is. So, Matt, do you want to address <laughs> that? I don't I, – I, I, if I had something to address, I would. It's been very funny. Uh, yeah, going this whole time, we just kind of refer to each other as co-hosts. And, you know, that entails a lot of things. But we're, uh, you know, just having a, having a good time. When we started hanging out again, it was like – let's not worry about labels. And then we just kind of adopted the, the label of co-hosts. And now we've been living together down here for the past month. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of wild. I don't really know what's going on. You know, 2020 is a, a 
insane year, and you know, I'm just kind of embracing the uh, the uncertainty of it all. Right, and she if contributes, you listen, oh god, if you listen to his podcast, I mean, right, like they did date, like they dated for a while, so their exes, so like that's why this is kind of awkward asking him about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, things are going great, but yeah, we're not officially together. I can tell you that much. Uh, she contributes to the conversation, so might as well give her credit for being there. First time listen, listeners who are flocking to the podcast for the hot COVID Chaz chop takes might think MCTP's other personality has a high-pitched laugh. Just a thought. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that people are flocking to this podcast. There's all these people doing live live content every night up in the chop. <laughs> like somebody sitting somewhere in America is like, no, man, listen to the podcast. They keep me up to date. I want the they real, keep it real. <laughs> they both live within a block. They know what's going on on the ground level. <laughs> uh, Cobb Topic. Would Literally. you let a random... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ted, my micro studio is a penthouse on the fourth floor. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about that basement life. <laughs> <laughs> a place maybe 10 feet by 12 feet, baby, but I got a view. <laughs> Not really. They actually built a giant apartment building in front of my old view. <laughs> uh, Cobb Topic, would you let a random 24-hour period of your life be broadcast for a million dollars after taxes? Oh, I forgot about that one. Dude, we, I threw out some wild-ass questions on here. Uh, answer, damn right I would. With my wife and daughters relying on me financially, I could risk broadcasting a day. Would I have to knock some stuff off for that year? Absolutely. But it would be a good exercise in self-discipline for me. Well worth it for that sweet, sweet cheddar. This is all assuming that none of my family is on screen as well. Otherwise, no deal. Love you guys. Keep up the great work and stay safe. Ross W. Linwood, Washington. What up, Ross? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I still think the 24-hour day they pick for me is just a sad, sad Sunday in the fall. <laughs> Well, and Ross, yeah, I hate to burst your bubble, but it's all parts of your life. It's whatever you're doing. So unless you're going to avoid them for a year, they're going to be on Truman, the Truman Show too. That's what makes it tough, man. It's all of your life, unadulterated, unscripted. They're going to catch you at your worst moment of the year. And they're going to show it to everyone in America. And it's going to be popular, like Tiger King popular. <laughs> Uh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, we don't have anything uh, huge coming up. Yeah, nothing to promote. Uh, You're kidding. We'll be back <laughs> next week for sure. But uh, for right now, let's check in with what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny, Cobb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had another fun week down here. Um, mostly, uh, golf stuff, um, and training clients online, doing that over, uh, you know, I like doing it one-on-one -on -one over zoom or duo or whatever. It's just been really fun. Some people have been hitting some awesome milestones. So that's been, that's been great. I guess I should say I have availability if anyone else wants to hit me up, uh, the other MLK on Instagram and Twitter. Um, uh, but. Is that awkward for you as the trainer? Doing it over over Zoom? Just because the person doing it is, like, physically doing it. So, like, it's good to hear your voice. But, like, the other day I was in the gym and I was, like, whatever I was doing was close to the other office of the other trainer's shoes. And, like, she was giving somebody. And I was like, I almost think that one might be tougher on the trainer to stay focused. So the trainer was in the office doing an online session? Yeah, just You're a one-on-one. -on -one. So, like, I peeked in and I walked by, and I was like, oh, for the person doing it, this is intense. But, like, for the trainer, I don't, that would seem tougher. There is a bit – I'd say there's some times where I, – I think it's good because it keeps me a little bit more focused because of what you're talking about with that sort of disconnect. I feel like I'm really hitting my stride with it and right. enjoying it. Um there is definitely, and it's it's because it's relatively the same thing at the gym. When I'm like, "Cool, do do some push-ups," like I'm just gonna sit here and count to ten, and even then, I might start talking about some random thing that I thought was funny, or you know, comment on your phone uh, on your form and lose count. I don't even count to ten all that great all the time. Um, but oh, online because there's that 
a natural disconnect, like it forces me to kind of like close that gap a little bit and stay a little bit more focused. Even if they're in all these people that I'm training, I've trained in person most of the time, most cases for years already. So they're, I've already got them, you know, dialed in on their form and stuff. They know what they're doing. So it's really not super intense for me, but I, um, you know, I, I just stay a little bit more diligent with the, the back and forth, the communication. I'm more comfortable. Maybe it's because there's not other people around, like in the gym, but I'm like more comfortable reminding them of all the cues and all the things to think about. Because even a push-up, there's a lot going on there. Screw your hands into the floor. Keep your shoulders down away from your ears. Keep your core and your glutes engaged feel your pecs, right? Like there's a lot going on in just a simple push-up. But if I'm just constant, maybe I just feel weird constantly repeating myself. It's almost like condescending in a gym setting where people are already self-conscious. But so I fill the gaps with more like cues to, to just kind of eat up those awkward silences. And then, you know, but yeah, it's, I'd say it's been, it's actually been really good for me to, increase my engagement and focus on the task at hand even though there's already a, a built-in like weird disconnect all right um other than that oh man i don't know if i want to talk about this well whatever i might already be on a list down here guys um i i just went for a drive every country club down here has like very visible signs and like big security guard stations at the entrance with all the gates. And I went to this one, I was just driving down the street right by my house where I was like, I've never driven that way down that street. And I went and there's just like a, a four way stop and I just kept going. And then like, as soon as I got through the intersection, I got this feeling of like, I'm not supposed to be here. But there is no sign or gate or anything, and it's like the smallest security hut I've ever seen. And the guy just comes out like, can I help you? And I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. And I was like, I, I think I, I was supposed to turn back there. I got a little turned around. He's like, yeah, go ahead. You can you can you turn. And I'd heard about this place, and my dad told me about this, this like super exclusive country club. And I looked online, there's houses in there that are on the market for $19 million, which is insane. Um, and real estate's cheaper down here than in Seattle. Um, so that's, it was nuts. And I just was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, I got to get out of here. And so, um, and I looked up some of the people that live there, but I don't want to like give everything away. But it's like people you know that it's like, holy smokes. So billionaires. And then I like, I called our buddy that works in high level security. And I was like, dude, this, this just happened. It was so weird because it didn't have any gates or signs or anything. And he's like, you don't need gates. Like there's, there's levels of security. I was like, you think they already like ran my plates, like had facial recognition. And he's like, I, I wouldn't rule anything out, but uh yeah just kind of like oh i'm gonna go for a little drive and explore the neighborhood a little bit after playing around at golf that was the other thing i shot a 90 for the first time nice yeah wow uh, nice yeah if you don't play golf like i i took years to get under 100 and so um you know and the pros shoot like 65s on the weekends but um yeah, like golf is a crazy sport where you want to get a lower score. Um, but I generally am like excited if I get under a hundred. Like I still, I'm, I stay closer to a hundred. I'm more consistent now. But shooting a ninety was surreal. It was super rad. So um, yeah, that's it's been a been a great week down here. But I'm also excited to come home to the Northwest. Feel like summer's picking up. Feel like June was a good month to come down here. Oh, it was a solid January. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't really give a crap. I mean, it was like sixty some out there today, but I was like, man, I slept like a champ last night. <laughs> like it's supposed to be back up to the mid seventies. I've already like found little uh, portable like 
one room air conditioners. Oh, nice. So you got one? Uh, I'm about to order one. I got a, a little, uh, little backup on a few things. I'm trying to watch, watch the expenses for a week or two. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, so the, it hasn't hit where it's like that, that first wave of summer hits and you can't find an AC anywhere to save your life. Oh, no, no, no. We, we had like every year. That's yeah, what I'm like, saying. We had a couple 80 degree days, but maybe like two or three of the entire month. I would posit the average Seattle household owns nine fans, plus or minus one. Yeah, I keep one of my I keep a box fan in my living room and then a little one in my bedroom all the time. Yeah, and that's an apartment. So think about a suburban household. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing. I almost shit my pants the other morning at breakfast. It was a real close call. Closest I've had as an adult. But you're not a boozer, so like what gave you the runs? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. The day before I ate healthy. I had a couple cups of coffee, but like I drink coffee every day. That's not abnormal. Um and I just we were out at breakfast, right? And I've been living quarantine up. I've been going commando every single day. So I, there was no underwear, <laughs> there was no backup shorts. And I was like, oh, I just got to go take a leak. And I was standing there. Now, luckily, it's a single occupancy bathroom. There's no urinal. You're just peeing into a toilet. Because if it was like a dude's bathroom where there's like a urinal and then a stall that you have to go around into, I wouldn't have made it. It was that quick. I had no warning. I was taking a leak. I was like, oh, got a fart. And it was like, no, you don't. And I didn't even think. My body just instinctively, like my cheeks clenched. I 180, pants all the way down. I was on the toilet. Just, it was such a narrow aversion of complete crisis that I'm like proud of myself. But it's also like, I don't know. It's a little weird to talk about, but like that's what this cast's all about. So I wanted to let you guys know. Uh, but that was a big, big moment in the week. I knew I was forgetting something. Well, that's why I never go commando till after eight thirty at night. <laughs> Sounds like a good life rule. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if everybody's got their under underwear on, maybe it's about time we check about that time. It is wild to think you're always living that close to the edge. Like that could happen at any point, you know? <laughs> Never no. I hear you. Um, so this cop topic is, I mean, look, we keep it real on this cast. This is just a, a straight information grab from listeners. Um, so this week, um, so I mentioned that I'm down in Park City, uh, Utah. I got to go uh, downhill mountain biking, which if you haven't done, highly recommend. Super cool. It was rad. It was like probably, I think it was like an eight-mile ride. Four of that was just like bombing down ski runs. So it was really cool. And um, But anyway, before I went, uh, one of the guys was like, hey, um, there's this app that shows all the trails and stuff. Um, you need to download it to make sure, you know, you don't get lost. It's called Trail Forks. Great app. But anyway, that's not the point of this. The cop topic this week is, what is a useful but not very popular app that you know about? Let us know. Email at thepodcast.com. I'm honestly, I'm just looking for cool apps that maybe I haven't heard of or that like, I don't know, people just come in interaction with different things. So what is a useful but not very popular app? Uh, email us, email at thepodcast.com. Boys, you got anything? Pull out your phone, Ted. I mean, I check my weather, weather.com app probably eight times a day. That's pretty good. Yeah, my barber was all about uh, one called like AccuWeather. AccuWeather is good, but I feel like after three days, their long-term for forecast gets a little shaky, whereas like the weather.com app, like their five to ten-day forecast is pretty strong. And I also trust the radar better. I'm a I knew you'd have an opinion. Weather.com it is. I'm sold. Matt? Um, the one that comes I'll say grinder. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I would say it's pretty popular these days, but the one that I use most that like isn't one of the well-known ones, um, but it's big in the space is uh, 10% Happier. It's a meditation Never app. Never heard of it. It's a meditation app that um, I really like. I've experimented with a bunch of them. Um, and they've got really good teachers, and uh, it's run by Dan Harris, who was on ABC News and wrote a book called 10% Happier, and he has a podcast called 10% Happier. It's all about like meditation, mindfulness, all that sort of stuff, um, and the app just has these awesome guided meditations. Um, that How much does this going to cost me? Huh? It's free. It's free at first, but it's 100 bucks a year. Oh, well, I just tried to download. It says it's free. It's free to download. And then I think you get a free trial or something, but you got to, when you, to become a like member, it's like a hundred bucks a year, I think. And, uh, I think uh -huh. it's worth it. Like, I don't know. Meditation is just an important thing that, uh, I've found in life. And I, I like the, I like having a, a guide. Um, occasionally I'll go unguided, but I like that there's uh, a lot of a lot of different teachers, um, a lot of different topics. The way it's all laid out is super smooth, and yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's seen a surge in popularity since 2020 started because uh, it's a good year to to brush up on your meditation practice. Yeah, I, I have a question. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Or go ahead, Ted. I was just going to say I don't know if it's an app but I know it's a website. If you live in the Seattle area, Western Washington, look up uh, hiking with my brother. What's that? It's a dude and his brother. And they just go out like to every hike you can imagine in Western Washington. And they have it like section by section, like easy, moderate, hard, like what you'll see or whatever. And they give like, it's just like two dudes. It's a dude hiking with his brother. And they just give you like real reviews. Like I, I swear by it, man. I thought I heard about that from you on this podcast. That wouldn't be surprising. Okay, because it sounds familiar. <laughs> wow, they have hit a lot of hikes. I'm glad to that now. Matt, with that app, I, I have a specific question. So I do a lot of guided meditations too, but I just pull like random ones off YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you've done any of that. And what's kind of the compare contrast or difference? Like you obviously feel like it's worth it to pay. Tell me why. I'm open. In my YouTube things, like I never found – like I don't, I don't know that I want to listen to the same person all the time, and I just never. It, it was just very convoluted and a lot to sort through. I mean, it's a lot like you know why people buy exercise programs when there's a million free things on YouTube because it's like so oversaturated that it's tough to sift through. Um, and so yeah, I just never. I found a few here and there through YouTube, but I kind of like knowing and i'm sure there's great channels out there or whatever um not to say it doesn't exist i just never found it and like latched on to anything in youtube so 10 percent happier you know i think they have like 15 or so of the top like meditation uh teachers and you know you can pick by them you can pick by the topic and it's just really nice nicely sorted out and like to get myself, I need to remove as many barriers between me and uh, meditation as possible, which is, it says a lot about me because, like, I, I will wi willingly, like, just rifle through all the categories and explore all the things when it comes to porn. But when it comes to guided meditation, like, I will pay for the premium experience to just get it like streamlined and laid out in a nice user-friendly experience um, and not have to sort through all the noise. So it's just like, it's quick, it's easy. I know the, the teachers I like, I trust them. And, uh, you know, yeah, the way it's sorted out by topic is really nice sometimes too. If I got something specific, I want to like go, you know, think over or not think over um, and, and address. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I think, I think there's a lot of things in life that are like that. Like at a certain point, you know, like you're saying you want it streamlined and ready for you. Like if there's something you're not the best at and there's like a, a way to kind of help, like just, I, I'm a fan of like, just use the tool. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, they, it's something that 
I definitely have a lot of stupid, dumb, unnecessary expenses that I allow into my life, but that is certainly something that I view more as an investment in myself uh, and, and, you know, my mental health and just kind of having it there for me. Even if I don't use it every day, there's, I go weeks without it occasionally, but it's nice to just know that I've got it there. I, I like a lot of the teachers and now that I'm familiar with it, it's like, I'm not going anywhere. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll send in your recommendations too because we need help on extra apps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that one might piss you off. I don't know, man. Who knows? We might get like a, the next like, yeah, something incredible could come out of the woodwork. Yeah, I'm with you. Like we have a resource of people that listen. Let's use them. Uh, Cobb, is there anything new going on with uh, you guys down in the market? Um, so the market, so Pike Place Market itself is cautiously starting to reopen. Um, traffic is pretty low. I would say it's probably about 20% of normal for this time of year. Actually, a little bit less than that, probably 10% of normal. Um, cruises are stopped until September. Um, I would say about, when I was there, about 50% of the businesses were open. Uh, shade below that, 40% of the businesses were open. Um, let's see. I think things are supposed to be opening back up over the next couple of weeks. Um, I would say it's a decent time to go down there on a weekend. Um, just cause you don't have to deal with the crowds that you usually do, especially if you want, um, you know, to hit some of my favorite places like Storyville coffee, Beecher's cheese, um, Lupinier. So, uh, that's about it for us. We're just open on Saturdays right now, uh, which is working fine for us. We're not gonna be open this Saturday cause it's fourth of July, but, um, yeah, I think it seems like, you know, the – I think people are staying at home this summer. So I think it's going to be mostly a lost summer for a lot of the retailers down there. Well, I didn't uh, – Cobb didn't know I was going to bring this up, and I don't think I've seen you since uh, you hooked me up. But, like, the brown butter at Cobb's is delicious. Like, unbelievable. But oh, man, <laughs> thanks, man. Your cheddar – God, I mean, God damn, it was good. Oh, nice. I like. Was it the regular cheddar that you had or the other one? It was yeah, the regular cheddar, and then the other friend that got brought up earlier with Matt that might know about security. Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed the jalapeno one too. That's I become a white cheddar jalapeno guy, man. I don't know that why, but really that flavor good. just hits for me. Yeah, and trust me, anybody listening, I'm not just gassing cava like that. Cheddar was, was so good, man. It did look. Thanks, full, you know me. Full disclosure. It. I don't think that bag made it two hours. <laughs> <laughs> dude thanks man i appreciate that we, we do our best down there uh all right everybody go out uh enjoy the holiday weekend uh you know do it safely do it uh whatever accordance to your state and uh you know what at the end of the day just eat a damn hot dog bear let's go eat a hot dog <laughs> all right for mctp for cobb and me ted smith this is the podcast cheers <laughs>